Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Good Morning News podcast. I'm Galfi with Mir Hero, Bear Hunt, and Diego, and we're here to bring you the best of what, what's happened last week and, yeah, talk about a little, a little bit about crypto and uh, this crazy world. How are you guys doing? Pretty good, friend. All right, all right. Hello, Galfi. So, say so. Okay, so I I want to talk about. Uh, there was a question that I asked Bear Hunter the other day. Uh, what it, what what's the difference between pushing a contract to directly to OpenSea and uh, and not doing so? And then the second half of this show, I want to talk about some of the news that happened last week. Yeah, so Bear Hunter, why why do you say why do you think as a as a dev perspective? Uh, Pushing a contract, pushing uh, uploading NFT directly to OpenSea is considered a bad choice if you do it on yourself. That is a good question, friend. That is a really good question. So you're asking me why why it's better to deploy your own smart contract as opposed to launching your NFT on top of a marketplace like OpenSea yes. right? and using yes. their smart contracts. Gotcha. So you're getting as a developer, or I guess. Yeah. Boy, where to start? Falling over my words. I think it depends on the use case, right? And it it depends on the person because if you're just if you're just an artist that's just wanting to launch a one of one NFT on the blockchain just to say that you've got your own NFT out there, then you know, then maybe um then maybe launching your NFT through a marketplace is the right choice. But if you're an organization or if you're wanting to do a, a large collection that's a little more innovative and that you have more control over, then you're definitely going to want to have your own smart contract customized and tailor-made to that project and then deployed on the blockchain itself as opposed to using somebody else's contract on some other marketplace that you have no control over. Um, one of the things I that I tell people a lot that most people don't realize that if you are relying on a marketplace to mint your NFTs, you are relying on not only the marketplace's inter interface, which you know we're all kind of beholden to, but you're also minting and relying on that marketplace's smart contracts, right? Because you're minting your NFT using their smart contracts, minting on top of their smart contracts. Um, and the problem with that is that if you're a large marketplace like OpenSea and you've got hundreds of thousands of users, and millions of NFTs on the platform, those are all, every single one of those NFTs are all minted to the exact same contract. So if you were to go right now and mint, mint one of our, one of our right click, save one of our chippies and go mint it on OpenSea, your token ID for that chippy would be token ID 1,500,000, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be some astronomically large number that your brain can't even comprehend. And that's because every NFT that's minted on OpenSea is minted on those contracts on that exact same contract. So if something were to ever happen to that contract, say a nefarious actor goes in and attacks that smart contract and is somehow able to gain ownership of it and do some other nefarious things, then every single NFT that's ever been minted on those OpenSea contracts are gone, absolutely gone, toast. You lose all the metadata, which is a whole nother side of that equation, which they, they hold all the metadata on their servers too, which is a centralized source. It's a very centralized source and a major point of failure there as well. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, is that if you're minting an NFT through an open through a marketplace like OpenSea, you're putting a lot of trust in that marketplace that nothing ever happens to it, and therefore nothing ever happens to your uh, your precious NFT. 
Does that answer so your what, question? W- yes. So what you're saying is the the open C servers are centralized. Let's say that uh, someone goes and trip on one of the cables, and the server goes down. So everyone kind of lose their NFT kind of thing, or you would like lose. you lose access to it. So there's two things there, right? There's there's always, there's two parts to an NFT. You've got the metadata, which is stored on a server somewhere, right? And then you've got the actual smart contract part of the NFT, which is stored on the blockchain. Um, for Good Morning News, of course, we have our own custom contract that we've built and we've deployed to the blockchain. So if you have issue one of Good Morning News, the token ID of that is going to be one, right? And if you have issue 100, your token ID is going to be 100. Where if you go mint an NFT on OpenSea right now, your token ID is going to be one bazillion <laughs> because you're just falling in line with every other NFT that's been minted on those contracts. Um, and then, of course, the, the server side of that, like you're saying, is where the, all their metadata is stored. And yes, if you're minting an NFT on Open on OpenSea, that metadata is being stored on a centralized server. As opposed to what Good Morning News does, we store all of our metadata on the IPFS, which is the decentralized hard drive of the world, right? Which allows us to store our files across the across the globe. You know, I'll okay. say too, like, I mean, kind of relatedly, right? And I'm curious, I don't really know the answer for sure, publisher, but so OpenSea was rugging people last night and this morning, you know, they're doing some kind of migration, right? And they need people to do stuff and it's all busy. I don't know what the work is causing, uh, why it's causing these particular outages, right? But so, you know, people have been unable to mint. I actually was trying to get something last night and then through some weird fluke, got it this morning, but it was still mostly down this morning. And, you know, in the weekly roll-up, uh, Genetics had her super cool uh, sort of nautical-themed NFT art, and it's not minting properly. You can kind of place bids, but you can't just purchase one like on an open edition contract, right? So, um, you know, say that, you know, would you have that same issue? I mean, because you're not on top of the smart contract, right? And you're just, you're just basically allowing OpenSea to read the blockchain and the contract that you uploaded to it, right? Um, would you not have the same transactional issues? Like if Poly, like when Poly is stuffed, you know, and have like Poly, like these were Poly, both on Poly, right? And so um, would you have had that same issue last night? Like if I had tried to go in and, you know, so, get something from your contract on OpenSea? I mean, I can't do that currently, right? That's why we go to the other place. So we can't even, but we can't really do that, right? So I mean, that... Let me stop you right that, here. That's a great question, buddy. I'm glad you brought it up. What OpenSea is doing right now, I'm sure we all remember because we covered the story. Remember when OpenSea had the massive glitch in their contract where the apes were being sold for the uh, old listing prices? That's what they're trying to fix now. Right. Um, and at the time we talked about, the only way that OpenSea can fix that is to launch new contracts because they screwed up the original contract. That's where the real bug is. So you so can't the, go in there and just patch it? No, no. This, this, I didn't this think problem, so, but I was just checking yeah, this problem is so large. The only way that they could fix it was to launch new contracts. And that's what they're doing right now. They are in the process of launching and deploying brand new contracts to, to the blockchains, Ethereum and Polygon both. That And they're having to migrate all those 1 bazillion NFTs that we talked about over to these new contracts. And it and sounds like you're putting that onus on the user to migrate them. They are. They absolutely are. Yeah. If you... In this, that'll get back to your your question too on what why we don't even have to worry about that, right? Because we that's not even our problem, right? Right. Uh, so yeah, you're absolutely right. If you went and you minted an NFT through OpenSea on top of their contracts, you are having to jump through hoops right now to figure out what the hell to even do with your NFT, and even if it's going to exist on the other side of this. Um, 
Good Morning News does not have to worry about that because like we've talked about, all of our stuff is deployed directly on chain. OpenSea's API just pulls our metadata and, and our smart contract data from the chain and then just displays it, right? It's just a translator for the stuff that we have or that we already have on chain. So right. we have to we don't have to do anything, right? OpenSea caters to us. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know if these were minted on OpenSea or not, I guess, but um but either way, like you still couldn't even purchase them, right? I mean, you couldn't just hit buy now. That, that was broken. So I guess these this was already minted, all right? But um So what you're asking me like, if you if so Again, for our purposes, for GMN purposes, it doesn't affect us at all because there's right. nothing that GMN right. does that even associates with OpenSea other than people go there to view their their NFTs, right? That, that's not it. It's an NFT viewer for us, period. Exactly. That's, that's all it is, plain and simple. Now, with that said, if there were people say, and, and there are some who have their NFTs up for sale over there, um, and you were trying to buy one of those NFTs off of OpenSea's marketplace right now from a the the third party or the the seller right then you might have issues getting that transaction through because that particular transaction is interacting with OpenSea smart contracts right that that entire transaction is happening on top of OpenSea's platform and has nothing to do with um, with our smart contract and our minting platform so when i were like any so any time that you have an interaction where you click buy now from the seller right even the like the original person who minted right which i still think is maybe technically a third party contract since you didn't mint it directly from the website. Right. So like, but anything you buy in open this is one thing I've always been confused about and Gelfi, you know, stop us whenever, right, please. Um, uh, but when I hit buy now on something that's never been actually sold on the open market, it's the first time it's been sold, you know, post minting, you're not like, if it's a zero of 200 open edition and I, and I hit buy now and I'm getting number one, I'm not actually minting right there. Aren't those already minted? It, are you, if you're buying them, are you talking about hitting the buy now and open C? Yeah. Then yeah. Yep. Those are already minted. Those are already in somebody's wallet somewhere. Yep. All you're right. doing is and buying so, it off of them. Exactly. And the original artist and um, essentially, I'm just kind of trying to do like a little one-on-one. I think I know this stuff, but I don't really know if I know this stuff, right? Um, and the original artist who will up, you know, you interact with the smart contract on OpenSea is actually minting like those for us. And then we just buy them from her. Exactly. Yep. Whereas if you're going to the Good Morning News printer to mint your NFT, then you're minting that bad boy straight from the blockchain, right? That thing doesn't exist before you hit that mint button. Right. Just like with any NFT, most NFT projects. Right. I mean, I realize some are pre-minted and then you still kind of buy through that minting process. Um, mm-hmm. Proof of Story was one of those, for example. Yep. But, um, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, just, just stepping back uh, of what we are talking here. And sometimes we have problems to... To realize to, to get transactions done in, on OpenSea, but not because of OpenSea, but because of Polygon, right? Sometimes the their blockchain is so crowded that everything gets really slow. And sometimes it's not OpenSea problem, it's it's about Polygon. Hmm. I would push back on that slightly, Mr. Diego, mm. because How's if any that? of us spent any time on Ethereum. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, transactions times on Polygon, even on their worst days, are about five times quicker than any transaction on Ethereum. So it's relative, right? If you But I'll say though, right, publisher, and I think this is Diego, maybe more to what you're getting at, that even like the number of uh, failed confirmations, right, are way higher on Poly. And sometimes you actually have transactions that just don't really go through. Like, I mean, guys, get this. Like when I was trying to mint, not mint, well, buy from it's a thing that Crypto Bushi's doing, which is amazing. I think it's like brilliant. So what he's doing is um, 
basically doing what he's calling the Giga Chad <laughs> art challenge. And he is, he is putting, so he's minting his own work one a day uh, for 365 days, putting, selling them for 0.1 ETH, and, but on Poly, and then putting them into a multi-sig and every, everything, right? I, I guess minus transaction fees. And um, if he fails to produce on one day, the treasury is split amongst the NFT holders. If he makes it all 365 days, he keeps the proceeds. So like, it's freaking brilliant. And, um, and I'm like, I'm all, I'm all on board. So I was trying to buy one of those last night. Couldn't get it to push. He got all the way to signature. And the final thing wouldn't push. Had it this morning, put, push, 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 fail, fail, fail. And then all of a sudden I found out like the transaction went through even though I never signed right? Never successfully signed in my wallet. So super weird, dude. And that was this morning. I mean, yeah, like, same thing happened to me. With, I was trying to buy an NFT on Polygon and was failing that I was just pushing the button. So I, I ended up buying like 30 copies of the same <laughs> NFTs. Oh my God. Anyways. One of mine. How do you know, how do I know if a contract is from OpenSea and then when it, it's a not from if it's not from OpenSea, how do I know that? Well, that's a great question. Um, so that it really gets into just uh, kind of good good blockchain knowledge, right? It, that I think everybody should have. So if you're wanting to know what, if you're wanting to just see a contract, right? And everybody should do this before you buy anything. For God's sakes, go look at the contract. If you go to just if you click on an NFT, say we're on OpenSea, you click on the NFT there, you go to the details tab, and you're gonna see a little drop down and you'll see a little link there that you'll it says contract and it's got a hash next to it. You click that hash and it's gonna take you right to the block explorer where that contract is sitting on. And you'll know really, really quick if that contract is an OpenSea contract or if it's a or if it's an actual built contract custom. Um, and you'll know just because if you if you if it's an open sea contract and you land on the block explorer, you're going to see giant letters that say open sea contract number one bazillion, whatever. Um, where if it's a custom contract, when you land on that block explorer, you're going to see something like good morning news, where it just has good morning news sitting there and all the contract information. Yeah, that's, so you don't, that's a dark side of NFTs because people don't really know if the contract is is being maintained directly from. Uh, it's you know, and it's not just NFTs though, right? This this can be applied to all all tokens across the board. And then the ER, NFTs ERC becomes 20s. like centralized, right? Because they're they're being minted on 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 OpenSea. Kind of, they're more centralized <laughs> than the ones out there. Like, I that's popped what I'm in. Understanding. Yeah, I popped into a uh, a meeting the other day. I kind of crashed it. Really, is what I did. And the first thing, first words out of my mouth were. I don't consider any NFT minted through a marketplace a real NFT. And I stand by that. And it's for what you just said. It's the, the reason is for what you just said, because it's completely centralized. And if anything happens to those marketplaces, those NFTs are gone, right? The buyers lose their NFTs. The, the creators lose them all. I mean, it's just, it's not good. And I feel like, especially with how big OpenSea's gotten, right? It's just, there's a giant target just sitting on their backs completely vulnerable and just waiting for for something like this to happen i don't think it's a matter of if it's when and they can also revert transactions if they want to absolutely revert transact transactions blacklist you yeah so that's bad that's real bad i mean i hope people understand that after before you buy any nft not just nft check the contract and see if it's 
it's sitting on, on, on a decentralized server. That's the best thing you could do, right? Best thing you can do, always just check the contracts. You will, and you don't have, when I say check the contracts, a lot of people think that, oh man, I don't know how to read code. How am I going to read a contract? I promise you, you don't have to know how to read any sort of code to just simply land on a blog explorer and just look at a few, few pieces of information, right? You can just look at the title of the contract, know really, really quickly whether or not this thing was a prefab piece of garbage that someone put zero effort into, or if it's something that was really built with love and has a, you know, a real developer behind it that stands by the code. You'll know real quick just by looking at a few, few little details. Let me ask you a question, Pub. So are you saying that like any time that you are interacting with OpenSea and you hit buy now, that you become, I mean, that becomes the failure point in the blockchain for this particular NFT? No, 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 no. So there's there, there, but, uh, there's two things here, Hero. You've got the buy now, which is an option that you have for all secondary market sales. And that that's, doesn't, period, that's, right? And doesn't, you know, and irregardless, uh, which is not a word, but regardless of whether or not you minted off the OpenSea contract. Right? I mean, like I could put my, you know, commemorative edition up for sale tomorrow. I think you're wrong, but maybe. Um, pub. No, no, I'm here. I'm just listening. Can you hear me? Yeah. And, you know, versus like, um, I guess, so, how do you know, but can you, can you know by looking at the NFT, whether or not you're buying something with a, with a, uh, OS contractor, do you have to go to blockchain Explorer? I guess that's the nut of the question I'm asking you. How do we know by looking at OpenSea, whether it was minted on OpenSea? You don't. You have no way of knowing, and they are very, very good at hiding it. You, you have to go to the block explorer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's like what we're calling block, like NFT hygiene, then, right, guys? I mean, essentially, when you go to buy an NFT off of OpenSea, you want to first go to the explorer to make sure that it doesn't have an OS contract. And if it does, and you still want it, well, fine, you know, right? You get rugged. You know, um, one of the you know one of the best know. ways to ensure that you, that you're always having good practice like this. Is to just go mint directly from the contract itself. If there's a project out there that you're interested in and you think they're doing cool things and you want one of those NFTs, don't go to their front end. Don't buy it off OpenSea. Go straight to the Block Explorer. Go right down to that mint function. Put in the number of NFTs that you want and click right. Mint directly from the contract. That ensures, one, that you've, you've taken the time to look at the contract and realize that it might be something that you're interested in. And two, you're just ensuring that you're talking directly to the blockchain itself. And there's no middleman. And it's no pretty easy, though. There. It's not that hard. It's so you just super go, easy. Go ahead, connect your wallet to the Block Explorer and mint it. That's it. And I'll it say this. If you ever... If you ever want to know how to mint directly from a contract, give me 30 seconds of your time, pop over to the Good Morning News server, say, hey, Pub, how do I mint directly from a contract? And I'll show you how to do it in less than 30 seconds. It would almost be like it would be a good idea, Pub, if you like made an NFT and then the only way that people could get it was to go right to the contract and do that. I, mm-hmm. I wonder if you were to do that. <laughs> We oh, did the donuts, it. I know, I was just joking. <laughs> we had the donuts, <laughs> right? We, we had the donuts right. for that. That's, to- that. that's the donut contract, you know? It's awesome. It's a, um, to teach us how to do that. I minted, um, I've minted from contract before, and I remember watching like YouTube videos, you know, for like 20 minutes to make sure that I knew what I was doing. Because it's a little bit, um, it's just novel, right? It, to people who are used to doing it, you know, the kind of click, connect wallet way. And then, who don't really know code, maybe your computer comfortable, but like don't really know what they're looking at, right? Other than mm-hmm. 
um, some obvious telltale signs. And then because you're kind of, okay, these are, I don't really know for sure what these text box means, but I think I know what they mean, <laughs> you know, is this, if I put it right here, right here. Um, so yeah, it's super awesome. But it feels really empowering, right? It is. It's, it's super intimidating at first. But when you learn how to do it, I mean, when you learn just how easy it is, things to, things begin to click, right? You yeah. begin, and these are skills, I think, that are super important to have in this space. Yes, they're difficult to learn. The learning curve is steep. But when you have just these basic skills of being able to understand a, a block explorer's basic information, my God, you're, you feel like a superhero in this space because 99% of the people around you don't know how to do any of this, right? So you can really become a Sherpa and really really help people and really empower them to uh, not get rugged <laughs> and, and, you know, do something actually productive in this space. Strong, strong well publisher. Well that's, that's probably a good transition as any. Very nice. So, okay. So let's, let's go to the next uh, topic here. Uh, I want to talk about what happened last week with the, uh, I mean, it's still happening, right? With the uh, censorship with the, the Canadian, uh, the Canadian border. I think Hero wrote the story, right? And you can talk. No, about I didn't actually uh, write that story from last night. You know, that was um, that was a combination of um, themes. Who's a new contributor and okay. Tomahawk, who uh, has written one other piece. He's um, Tomahawk is an OG in the Bankless DAO Writers Guild. Themes uh, popped on the scene um, a couple months ago. She's helping out at DAO Punk's podcast, executive like producer. Really, so she's got some podcast experience, which is great. And she uh, she wants to write, so um, so here we are, and yeah, so that seven hundred and some odd word beast that was put out last night that God bless Apollo uh, did the vo on. Uh, so did Gelfi. Gelfi recorded all of it too. Oh my goodness, Gelfi! So in you Portuguese, surprised <laughs> you even have a voice left after that. I mean. It was amazing. So I actually listened to it this morning uh, <laughs> on the native audio file on the server. So it was um, it was cool. But yeah, so no, I don't really have like a, a well-informed opinion, to be honest. I haven't read very much on it. I mean, I read the things that we put out, I, but I haven't read, um, you know, widely on the topic. And so I don't, you know, it's obviously really disturbing, right, that we see, you know, our peaceful neighbors to the north, uh, where we are in America anyway. I mean, you know, I'm 90 miles less than, the, you know, to the Canadian border. And, um, and I always think about them as being a docile, like gentler, more humane, sort of more civil country than our own at times, right? And, you know, the sort of, you know, invocation of the Emergency Powers Act, uh, or whatever they officially call it, and, uh, you know, to, you know, sort of do this seizure of information, um, to censor certain content, to, you know, threaten particular actions. I'm, I'm shocked, you know, I mean, I am truly astounded that that's where we're at. And so uh, it's another example of liberal liberalism, which as a liberal guy, right, I can get a little political. Um, I, I find I find it challenging uh, to reconcile with um, where I want the world to go, you know, and so we'll see guys, I, I mean, I am, you know, the blockchain will win in the end, but we're going to we're going to struggle a bit along the way. And I hope that we can kind of keep our you know rights intact as we do this. Yeah, that could be like bullish for crypto, in my opinion, because crypto is all about censorship resistance, right? That's right. Yeah. And so, um, you know, it's really, in some ways, it's interesting advertising for crypto. And if it's, you know, you don't see a lot of really good reporting on it yet, right? And so not from that angle, certainly. I expect that to kind of come out more, uh, 
But yeah, it's, I mean, it speaks, I mean, both to the use case and need of crypto and it sort of highlights the vulnerability of crypto, right? Um, you know, until you really have truly decentralized off ramps, uh, you know, for fiat conversion, which at this point you still need. I mean, at some point, you know, we're gonna be able to pay for things in different, you know, cryptocurrencies as we pay for things now with a card or, you know, with some kind of blue chip stuff or who knows what the tech is at that point. But for now, like we have to, if you want to convert to fiat, it's, you got to off-ramp it and you off-ramp and it's centralized and, you know, subject to these governmental choke points, right? So it's also just a call to continue developing and, you know, building new things for these times we know are coming um, just so that we can, you know, continue to exist how we want to. Yeah, and, and I would say that we, we have to keep clear that it's not about if you are if you're against the movement or if you are you if you agree with the movement, it's about the, the free of people have their, their own money and transact with that. It's 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 this is what uh, we are talking about. And so I, when I we see my, this happening, oh, oh okay. And when we see this happening in a country like Canada, that everybody sees a, like a liberalist place, and it, it really is shocking, you know? We wouldn't expect that. Nobody would expect that. We, we had some, some kind of related things to, to that in Brazil 30 years ago. But when we see a country like Canada doing this for, for its, its citizens, it's shocking. I agree, man. I agree. I really channeled my uh, my inner Mel Gibson from Braveheart when I wrote the first article on this. It was, uh, it, it's it's true though, and it's it's really scary to see uh, a nation like Canada, who, like Hero said, I, I also have very always looked looked uh, looked upon very fondly. Right? It was always considered the the place that I want to go as the Titanic goes down. Right? <laughs> Got to get to Canada. It's always been my joke. Um, but to see the cracks begin to form in a nation like that, man, I, uh, it, it really is kind of a wake-up call for where we're at globally um, in geopolitical situations. I mean, things definitely seem like they're getting bad out there. I, I mean, I don't know if it's just from my own little bubble here in the States, here in Kansas, but when and it, it, it's not just Canada, right? You're starting to see nation states and economies really crumble across the globe. Um, and you can't help but wonder if that doesn't have something to do with the world's reserve currency really just going to shit. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think it's a coincidence. I think these things probably do go hand in hand at, at some point. Um, definitely scary. Definitely scary. And will be interesting to see how it develops and uh, what, what the citizens do. I mean, you know, you know, another interesting story that we haven't touched on at all was uh, Ukraine legalizing all cryptocurrencies like the day before, you know, Russia was supposed to invade. I think that was a super interesting development. You would think if cryptocurrencies are such a joke, right, and they don't really mean anything like a lot of our politicians like to say, then why would a country who's on the verge of being invaded by a foreign power, you know, why would one of their first priorities be to legalize cryptocurrencies in a situation like that? It seems odd, right? Unless you know, they really, really need it. And it really could uh, be their answer to uh, to their their Ukraine's uh, economy. You know, if the worst were to happen, they would at least have some sort of uh, way to uh, preserve their their wealth. Right. Which is just crazy. Sorry, I started to ramble. Somebody yeah, I see. I see. <laughs> I believe that the nation states are going to have a lot of trouble in the future 
when uh, people transact with cryptocurrency, let, let's say I want to buy a car, the, the dealership accepts crypto. So I don't need to, you know, convert to fiat money in order to buy something. So everyone accepts crypto regardless the government is okay or not. So I think that point, nation states are going to be in trouble. But th well, think of the implications of that though, right? Because if everyone's transacting in Bitcoin or Ethereum in this example, how, how are nation states going to get their taxes, right? How are they going to be able to get their cut? And so, I mean, it's a real problem for them. And that is, that is honest to God, the last thing they want is us using these other alternative currencies and opting out of their system. That is the scariest thing to these nation states. I will say though, right? Like all nation states are going to have uh, CBDC at some point, right? Like without, without question, every country, you know, is going to have some form of a payment. I mean, right now it looks like stable coins, but who knows what other technology may develop. Any cause will have stable coins. I mean, you know, everything is going to be on chain. So, you know, I think that, yeah, I mean, I hear you, but I'm also going, it's all going to be interconnected and you're going to probably eventually pay cryptocurrency transaction taxes to, you know, nation states. And it's just going to be like the regular system, except on chain. And part of it is going to be really free. But I bet long term, like a lot of it is probably not right. And I think this goes back to what we were talking about, about, you know, Ethereum becoming centralized or proof of stake or various consensus mechanisms over time, um, you know, being overtaken by, you know, sovereign nations and, and otherwise sort of rooted, you know, you know, moneyed institutions, it may happen, right? And we may need new forms of consensus to maintain decentralization. I, I don't, even if that's not true, and I don't know that it's going to be true, I just like to speculate for fun, right? I mean, I have no idea. But um, it's part of that same equation. You know, I mean, we're all going to be transacting in the same way. And they're going to figure out a tax regime, you know, for crypto, because it's going to be as regular as anything else. And you're still going to have just like, what about the cryptos that are untaxable, Hero? How are you, you going to tax me sending Bitcoin to C-Dub using a wallet that I just spun up? They can't do that. They can tax CBDCs. That is the hope, right? That they, that we, yeah. that they move over to a CBD system that they can track and monitor and get their cut from. But, but they, I, I, just, I, I love that level of long-term optimism. I think at some point that, that you know, in order to transact. I don't know if I believe this. I'm kind of, I am truly playing devil's advocate and on this part, you know, that they find a way to begin to collect taxes on Bitcoin transactions. Maybe that's through punitive tax structures, uh, or if you don't re or if you don't report the transactions, you're penalized in some way that's worse than if you do. Um, I mean, I don't know, you know, I let people kind of spend how time. Do, how they're going to know where you're from, uh, if you're transacting with Bitcoin, Ethereum, whatever. That's, well, that's my point. I don't think that's so, you know, digital identity is coming, right? And so you're going to have, you know, decentralized IDs um, and they're going to be on chain. And, you know, guys, we're like in, you know, okay, so again, 12 years into blockchains, really, right? Um, I don't know if there's private ones before that. I'm not really clear on that. Uh, and we are six or seven or eight years or something into blockchain analytics. I mean, we're like nowhere, you know, and I don't think that long term, I mean, we're always going to have the battle versus privacy versus transparency and see more things like mixers and tornado cash, et cetera, um, you know, try to conceal. But I'm not, again, convinced that that is going to work long term and that, uh, 
essentially that privacy is going to be able to maintain on the blockchain. You know, I mean, uh, pseudonymity will, right? And there'll be there'll certainly be actors, many, 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 who go through great lengths to to you know maintain a level of privacy and secrecy online. But I think for the most part, you know, people are going to figure out how to decode most of that stuff through the. You got to remember, like, you know, Web two companies have you know tens of thousands of data points on you. And you know these data aggregate these data aggregation firms have tens of thousands of data points on you, and you know through some magical algorithms, it's not going to be hard to plug in all of that information into blockchain analytics and kind of figure out who you are and what you do. I, I don't know that it's realistic to think otherwise long term. You know, I've never I mean, been more bullish on Zcash than I am right now. All that shit. I'm- so it's going to be the challenge. It's going to be the again going back to the privacy, security, transparency, openness, and all that stuff in between. And it's just the. I mean, it's always going to be the battle, guys. Right? I mean, it's the, always the battle. And I must, I, I must say that I'm happy that we have Bear Hunter here, because you, hero, my friend, you're a bear. I'm no, to say that, I am bullish. As hell. I am bullish as hell. <laughs> I just, you know, as someone who spends a little bit of time with history, I just, you know. Um, I, you know, I just am concerned uh, about the state. I'm not I, like I think the world is like I'm a technical. I'm a techno optimist at heart. Totally, I'm a total solar punk. You know, but I also think that maybe it's not going to be as open and free and censorship resistant as the technology could otherwise enable. So I don't I, know. I, if you're bearish. I mean, I think that everything's on chain. So by that way, I'm totally bullish. But I think that's just not going to... I think the governments and legacy institutions are going to maintain a level of power over the blockchain, at least under certain protocols and certain you know types of consensus that is going to surprise people. I couldn't... Oh. I agree with that 100%, man. I, I absolutely agree with that. I think things like Bitcoin, Ethereum, yeah, they, we, they will, we will have on-chain identities. They will figure out how to track these transactions. And it will, it will become a game of whack-a-mole, right? Where you'll have all these Z-caches and Moneros popping up and Tornado caches popping up that people will use to avoid those, yep. those, uh, those things. And, uh, well, I, I, think, I think that's just my opinion. I think states are going to be smaller. Kind of uh, Each state is going to offer something different to bring people in. Because once uh, many, many people uh, don't need, uh, like they can live anywhere they want to, to, you know, to make the income. So they're not going to stay at a higher tax state, for example. So I think states are going to have to compete for people and they're going to have a way to tax the individuals that leave the particular state. So I believe one shape or another, that's going to that's gonna happen. So just my belief. No, I, I understand what you're saying totally. You know, um, I think that's a real possibility as we go forward, for sure. I mean, we'll be people will be shopping for customers in some ways, right? And part of that package you're going to offer as incentives will be some level of data privacy protection. Definitely. So just to end this podcast, uh, let's talk about the uh, well. Oh, okay, a hundred days of Good Morning News. That right? Hundredth edition. Delphi, it is so true. Please, publisher, as the person who actually wrote the smart contract, and then pinged me and said one hundred days ago, "Hey, guess what I built?" <laughs> uh, you tell us about the hundred days, my friend. Well, we're there. We are there tonight. We publish issue 100. How, how insane is that? 
It's absolutely amazing. You know, I mean, and um, it's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, and, I'm, and I guess and I'm really happy that we are seeing new people working every day, new people popping up every day on our server. And it's, it's awesome. It's really exciting. Something, I'll tell you something else I've noticed. Honestly, just over what appears to be the last 48 hours is I feel like there's this real momentum shift and in news, blockchain news, I feel like might just become a thing. Like that, this might just be one of the trend things that catches on throughout 2022 here. The reason why I bring this up is I was going through e Denver videos last night, checking out all the, the speeches and all the presentations that I've missed over the past week. One of those presentations was given by a, by a fella named, oh, I'm drawing a blank. Hang on real quick. Let me pull it up. Um, Mark something. Oh, dang it. Eric Mack. Eric Mack was his name. He apparently, he spoke a lot about Bankless in this presentation. Do you guys, does this ring a bell to anybody in this group? Eric Mack. Yeah. So Eric C. Mack, he's been in the Writers Guild since I joined Bankless in late December. He, um, he is the real deal, my friends. He, um, this is a man he has that has cut from the same public. cloth as me. And I have to talk to this man. I reached out to him on Twitter last night at like three in the morning because I was so excited after listening to his presentation. This man belongs to Good Morning News. He has the same, the same thought process that we do. How we haven't found each other up until this point is a freaking mystery to me. But <laughs> he, uh, I highly recommend going to watch this presentation. It was really great. He echoes everything that we preach here at Good Morning News. Um, this is a man that wants to bring news and information to the blockchain. And I just don't think he realizes that it's already been done. So we got to get him over here and get his journalistic mind because he's the journalist I think that I've been searching for this entire time, right? I'm a production guy. I build shit behind the camera. This is the guy that we need in front of the camera, um, if that makes sense. You know, I, he, um, from what I recall, you know, spent a number of years at NPR, I think in some kind of production role. I don't know exactly what he did there. I'm not, he might've been behind the mic. So I'm, I'm not quite sure, but yeah, he has, um, you know, he's been very successful from what I understand, uh, in meat space. I don't know him well at all. Um, but I did used to see him around in the, in the editor's guild or the EPA, the editorial publishing arm meetings and around the writer's guild a bit. And, um, I know that he's building some sci-fi mirror, um, project. Uh, yeah, very interesting guy. I mean, that would be amazing. Like, again, don't know him, would love to know more. Eric, please join us. Please let's send, let's, let's uh, send this podcast so he can listen to. <laughs> I like that idea. Uh, Call to action. Let's go get our journalists. <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, Hero, do you want to do the uh, little disclaimer? Tell people that none of that we're talking here is any legal stuff. Oh, gosh, I'd love to. Um, uh, ladies and gentlemen, pseudonyms and anoms. Um, Nothing that you have heard here today or on this podcast on any day in which you may listen to it should be considered uh, any type of financial advice, investment advice, legal advice, general advice. You probably should disregard most of it generally and just take the parts that you cared about with you, but do not rely on anything you heard here today. I hope you have a lovely day. Join Good awesome. Morning News. Join yes, Good Morning join us. <laughs> yeah. So otherwise, join, join us. Like, I mean, world, we're talking new writers, new voiceover people. Before too long, we'll have a new editor, I'm sure. A um, lot of action. Come join the server. It's popping and we're just, we're like, we're like the frothy bubble stage. I mean, it's about to spill over, you know? So come now. And, and if you want to, to help us to translate Good Morning News for other languages, join us as well. 
Mr. Diego yeah. wants to retire already. <laughs> Please get us a translator. <laughs> right, with that, we end up this 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 amazing episode. And I, I hope to see you guys next week. And I hope everyone enjoyed it. Thank you all. Thank you, Gelfie. Bye, Diego. Bye, Bear. Thanks, France. Bye.